Life isn't about avoiding the bruises. It's about collecting the scars to prove that we showed up for it. Join Nikki Seberini for the next hour as she explores heroism through illness. There is a warrior inside each of us. This is LifeLinks with the DL Link. LifeLinks is a funding initiative of the DL Link. Well, welcome, welcome to the show, the DL Link Show on 101.9 High FM. Nikki Seberini here, a delight and a privilege to be with you. This is the show where we connect you through insights, information and illumination. And I think we all need illuminating. It is a collective stress, a collective grief, a collective angst, I would say, um, the community listening to the show. Speaking for myself, you know, a moment doesn't pass really when I just don't have this feeling in my stomach and this brings to mind, do we ever stop and think, well, how do I manage this? How do I manage how I'm feeling right now? And we have focused on October being um, Breast uh, Cancer Awareness Month, and it is also Mental Health Awareness Month. And so we are going to be shining the light on that today. And I think especially with what is going on around the world, I think that it is just, I mean, we have seen the most horrific images before, but I think it's just unprecedented what we've been exposed to, you know, sometimes maybe you've been specifically looking for it, but sometimes it's just coming up on your feed. And what concerns me is young children have access to these visuals, to the horrors, um, and, you know, any age, it's a horror. And how do we navigate it and how do we manage it? And so, yes, uh, it's a very important topic. And so I really am delighted to have Cassie Chambers, Operations Director from the SADAGS, the South African Depression and Anxiety Group. And also um, we will be joined in just a few minutes by Emma Jesse, who's a counseling psychologist. And we're going to be talking about, you know, the month, the Mental Health Awareness Month, and we'll be also discussing um, yeah, how to navigate, how to navigate these times. So Cassie, welcome. Thank you so much for joining us today. Good afternoon. Thank you so much for having me. So excited to talk about this very important topic, like you say, especially now. Yeah, it's so, so important. And I, I'm so interested, Cassie, because I know that the world turned upside down post-COVID. Mm. And I know that all sorts of interesting statistics um, have been released since, since then in terms of mental health and um, the reliance on medication. And do you have any, do you have any stats, any numbers on hand with you? No, absolutely. And and I think, you know, you, you bring up such an important point around the world feels like it's turned upside down. And I think at the moment, so many of us feel like it's constantly turning upside down. Yeah. Um, there, there, there's so much that's happened also since COVID. So I think uh, just to kind of paint a picture, I think what we've seen in, in the numbers and the figures of, of how this has been impacted is, from SADAG's perspective, you know, through the call center, we were receiving, you know, pre-COVID around 600 calls per day. And from that first day of COVID lockdown, our call volumes doubled. Uh, we're now sitting three years post-COVID and we're sitting at around 3,000 incoming calls per day. Um, wow. Just on Tuesday afternoon, we we received over 750 WhatsApp messages from people saying, I need help. I need help for a loved one. I need to get my loved one into rehab. So I think the need is definitely growing. Um, there's definitely a demand for more services. And I think 
we could look at that in two ways. Is A, I'm encouraged that so many people are reaching out. You know, maybe we're seeing changes in help-seeking behavior. Maybe we're seeing changes in through creating awareness, more people now know where to go. And I think that's that's really positive. I think what does concern me is that there are so many more people now who are impacted by mental health issues, who are feeling depressed, who are feeling stressed, who are feeling overwhelmed. When you turn on the news and you hear of, you know, more teen suicides that are being reported, even a child as young as in grade six, right? I mean, these are the concerning things that we're seeing. Um, when we're looking as a whole, uh, we also know that in South Africa, the stat is one in three South Africans will or do have a mental health issue at some point in their lifetime. One in three is a lot. It's someone within our household. It's someone within our department, wherever we work, or our family circle, our friend circle. So it affects so many more of us than what we think. And I think when we hear some of those facts and figures and understand that even with COVID, we saw an increase of about 25 to 30% of depression and anxiety during COVID, I think I think this is real. I think this is affecting a lot more people. We're, we're hearing of, of so many people that are struggling so I think it's really just having to match that and to have these conversations, more like these conversations, and now to say, well, what are we doing about this? And and where do we take those next steps? Yeah, I mean, that's what I was going to say, Cassie, because you have Mental Health Awareness Month, and I'm sure you've put in, in, a, a lot of amazing um, functions together, and I hope you'll share a couple with us. But the man in the street, how is he impacted by that? And in other words, what do you want to get out of Mental Health Awareness Month? Are you, are you trying to get rid of a stigma, trying to get people to see it in a different way, trying to say it's okay, we understand? Like, what is the thrust? I know that there's a theme every year, but what do you hope to get out of this Mental Health Awareness Month? Such a good question. And I think, you know, when there's so much happening, you've mentioned breast cancer awareness. We've got anti-bullying week coming up now in November. There always seems to be so much on the go and so many important causes and, and things that help us to raise awareness. And I think when we have an awareness day or we're lucky enough to have an awareness month, it gives us the opportunity to, to really push the agenda to talk about it more. But if you really had to ask me, I think every day should be World Mental Health Day and yeah. every day. We need to be talking about it, not just during October. So I think that's one of our key messages is that, yes, let's talk about it and talk about it more and normalize having these conversations, whether it be at home, with our children, with our friends, workplace, we're heavy, but also to challenge people to continue these conversations beyond October, beyond the one wellness day, beyond the one talk. It's really to to normalize talking about it. So I think that's our first and foremost is that, Every day needs to be World Mental Health Day. But for the person on the street, you know, we're, we're talking about providing different online webinars and activities and sharing campaigns on social media and going into schools and hospitals and clinics. And, and that's also really important is to put it does not discriminate. So it can affect anyone, anywhere, anyhow. Hi FM, your station of choice since 2008. Well, welcome back. We do apologize. Uh, we, we got interrupted. Um, 
But we are back. I have Cassie Chambers on the show today. She's Operations Director at the South African Depression and Anxiety Group, that is SADAG. We're talking Mental Health Awareness Month. What you were saying, um, Cassie, before we lost you and contact um, was really, really important. A frightening statistic that is sitting with me is that one in three South Africans will or do have a mental health issue. And you, what you then said, it means it could be someone in your family, someone in your office, someone in your class. And with that should come a, a great sense of empathy. And and as you said, every day should be Mental Health Awareness Month, day, day, because we should normalize these conversations. There is such a stigma around mental health. But I think we sort of lost you when you started to talk about rights around mental health. Mm. And and this is one of our key focuses specifically during October. You know, a lot from what we're seeing in our helplines and our community work and our support groups is a lot of the stigma is around a lot of people living with mental health issues who don't know how to access care. What can they access? Where do they go? How do we do it? And I think the international theme for World Mental Health Day this year was mental health is a universal human right. And I think we really have to look at the fact that mental health is a human right. And we really have to focus on that to create awareness so that we can empower patients living with a mental health issue. We can empower loved ones. So a lot of what we've been doing this year is taking the mental health pledge in encouraging workplaces, organizations, uh, companies, schools, classrooms to take the mental health pledge where they're making mental health a priority in their environments. We're wanting to create more safe environments so that we can have more safe conversations around us. And this is the start, right? Um, it's not just a once-off theme or, or discussion or a conversation. We're hoping through even things like this, Nikki, where we get to put words towards this topic. We, we get to normalize talking about it, unpacking it, learning together that hopefully someone else listening then takes this as a conversation to their home or their teams mm. or says, let's do a mental health pledge in our classrooms. I think we're having to push that agenda and really insert mental health wherever we can because it is so crucial. When we look at the consequence of not taking mental health seriously or not seeing it as a, a universal human right, it's, it's fatal. We're seeing a high suicide rate. South Africa is often on the the worst lists um, globally, and we're one of the top 10 countries in the world with the highest suicide rate. Um, wow. um, we shouldn't be having 11, 12-year-old learners who are dying by suicide. So we have to do something more to create awareness, to normalize talking about it so that we can get more help for people before it's too late. Yeah. So, Cassie, we're talking about mental health, normalizing the discussion but for someone listening right now, they may be confused. I mean, if you wake up feeling depressed, if you feel a bit hopeless, if you're having a bad day, if it goes into days, weeks, I mean, at what point would you say, maybe I have a problem with my mental health? How would we even identify something as, you know, a mental health problem? Such a good question. And I think we, we also have to look at the fact that we use this very interchangeably. You know, uh, even yeah. in our day to day slang, we'll say, Oh, we're so depressed. We're so anxious. Yes. Um, but these yes. are, are real illnesses. Um, I think that the first definition I, I want to do is the difference between mental health and mental illness. 
So mental health is this general state of mind and well-being. It's something that all of us have and something we should all be looking after every day. Not everyone, though, has a mental illness, which is something that disrupts our entire mental state. It's it's a whole body illness that affects the way that you think or behave or act or feel. It even affects the way your body functions, right? It affects our brain, which is the, the most important and biggest organ in, in, in our body. So the difference is, is that while not everyone has a mental illness, everyone has mental health that we should be looking after. And that's, you know, when you're having a bad day, where you're feeling heavy or stressed or work or family issues, it's normal to have bad days, to feel sad, to be angry, to be tired. I think a lot of people can probably relate to this time of the year, feeling quite a, you know, burnt out. It's been a heavy year. It's a heavy time. We're just physically and emotionally and spiritually tired. Um, and these are things that we can all be looking at. But with a mental illness, when we start to see some really key symptoms, so there's different types of mental illnesses. There's disorder or schizophrenia. These are all illnesses. And I think the easiest way to figure out, is this normal for what I'm going through? Uh, what are the stresses? Or is something more seriously wrong and I should seek help? And this is where we look at how is it impacting your day-to-day functioning? Are you seeing a drastic change in your sleeping patterns where you can't fall asleep, you can't wake up in the morning, you're constantly tired? Is there some physical symptoms, headaches, digestive problems, you know, uh, aches and pains that you've never had before? Are you seeing a collection of these different symptoms over a period that's longer than two to four weeks? If you're feeling like that from the time that you wake up till the time that you go to bed, then something more serious could be wrong and it's best to go and, and, and see a professional. Um, I, I just think that distinction is amazing with the mental health and the mental illness. Um, I'd like to just bring our next guest um, um, onto the show as well so we can details around what you've been um, explaining, Cassie. Um, and that's Emma. Um, Emma, Jesse, welcome. Thank you for joining us. Emma is a you know, as, as we were saying, startling statistics, just really scary when we see the world today. And, um, you know, Cassie talking about, have you been feeling like this for a long period of time? For how long? Going through what we're going through, our community, listening to you right now, Emma, after the 7th of October, this horrific attack, being subjected to the most horrendous images, sightings, people, you know, knowing people who have been through it. IFM, 101.9 megahertz of life. Well, welcome back to the show. Um, Emma Jesse, who's a counseling psychologist, is with us. We are focusing on mental health. It is Mental Health Awareness Month. Um, Emma, just before we had a problem, um, we were just talking about, you know, just being exposed to so much with so many stressors at the moment and these terrible visuals. And you were saying something like, try, you know, know, follow what's happening, but try and avoid watching the you know this bombardment of these most hideous images that we all we all have access to hi nikki yes i think that's important um as you know those visuals have been extremely graphic um and very very upsetting and traumatizing 
So like by all means stay informed, but maybe you don't need to carry those visuals around in your head walking around. Yeah. So we were talking about, um, and I think that Cassie explained it so well, you know, mental health, the difference between mental health and uh, mental illness. Um, the Lots of stigma around um, mental health. Would you say, um, Emma, that things are changing? Would you, I mean, the numbers are up. Um, hearing the you know, again, calls coming into SADAG, something like 3,000 calls per day. So more and more people are reaching out. But what do we do with the stigma um, around uh, mental health? You know, it's such a difficult one. I do think that our sort of current generation of young people are far more accepting of mental health issues and mental illness and more interested in talking about it. Um, I think there have also been sort of quite prominent media figures that have come out and sort of said, I suffer from this and I suffer from that, which has given the people just a bit more courage to maybe come out as well and say, you know, I'm also bipolar, for example. But there is still a huge stigma. You know, people are maybe scared of talking to their work, for example, and saying, I suffer from depression. I need, you know, I need some leave. Um, it's still seen, unfortunately, in many circles as a type of frailty. Uh, so admitting that you, you have a problem makes you unsound in some way or even. Whereas the reality is it's, it's just an aspect of your overall health. You know, you can't be healthy if you're mentally unhealthy. To be mentally unwell. You know, there's so many stresses in our environment that we carry around on a, on a daily basis, from not having lights to not having water to, you know, political, economic uncertainty. Um, but to be anxious nearly all the time is actually quite normal, sadly enough. So, so Cassie, I'm, I'm hoping that you're still there. Could you please give SADAG's details for people who are listening right now? And I know you've struck a chord and maybe they think, you know, I have to reach out. I just need to speak to someone. Hmm. How do they get hold of you guys? No, absolutely. And I think, you know, that's exactly what we hope from this is that after this conversation, someone is listening that says, actually, I'm going to take that plunge. I'm going to take that, you know, next step. Um, even if it means reaching out to a loved one and just having that connected phone call, right? It's talking about it and getting that support. So for SADAG, just to share, we are open seven days a week, every single day of the year. And I think often for a lot of people picking to connect via WhatsApp where you can speak live to a counselor and people can WhatsApp us from eight in the morning till five in the afternoon and you can WhatsApp 087-163-2030. I'll say it again, 087-163-2030. You can also go to our website at www.sadag, so sadag.org, or you can call us on our toll-free line 24 hours a day, 0800 567 567. Oh, fantastic. Thank you so much. Um, Cassie, very much for joining us. Um, we really do appreciate your time. It's a pleasure. Thank you, Nikki. Thank you. Thank you. Bye bye.